It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Tanaguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Craig Skog, President and CEO of Olympia Trust Company. Welcome to the show, Craig, and thanks for taking the time to be here for our listeners. Thanks for having me. Let's talk a little bit first about uh, Olympia. Tell me uh, what Olympia, its history, how it came to be, and what you guys do. Well, Olympia is a a family business that's uh, wholly owned by a closely held uh, public company. Uh, My father started it coming up on 25 years ago, and and really it's a a financial institution that's built around serving the small and medium uh, business community in Canada uh, through a number of different avenues. Now, did you um, get involved with this simply uh, from, from the beginning in terms of uh, your career? Or? No, I started, well, it was my, my, first, uh, my first job out of university was working here uh, in a marketing role. We were, we were quite a small company then. Uh, we were probably five or six years into, uh, uh, you know, into it, and then I started. And we had about 20 employees then, and, and now we have over 200 and tell me a little bit about the scope of the company right now in terms of the, the business that you do. Uh, well, we, we, we serve uh, the small business community in a number of ways. We have uh, uh, registered plans, so RRSPs and tax-free savings accounts. Those hold alternative investments. So they don't typically hold mutual funds, public securities. They hold shares in private companies. Uh, they hold uh, what are called exempt market securities. They hold mortgages private investment mortgages, anything that's kind of outside of the realms of the bank. That's our largest division. We have about 90,000 customers there. Uh, We do foreign exchange services for large personal transactions and then for corporate transactions, kind of a personalized touch there. And we do corporate and shareholder services for public companies. We manage their investor databases, their annual meetings, and, and so forth. So that's under the trust company. Under the uh, public company, we have two other businesses, one being a, a fintech offshoot that does uh, software for uh, investment advisors, and uh, another one being uh, kind of our founding division, which used to be on the trust company, but isn't now, which uh, implies uh, employee benefits for small and medium businesses. What's your vision for the company uh, going forward? Just to be the best in breed and the, the most well-known service provider for the entrepreneurial community in Canada. You know, the entrepreneurial community oftentimes gets left behind uh, by the larger financial institutions who are a little more risk at first, but there's, uh, you know, that's a large community that still needs the support services of the financial world. And, and I think uh, we're in a good position to be that. Now, you are a national company, but you're based in Calgary. Um, tell me a little bit about the benefits that you see of being a business in Calgary these days. Well, I, I mean, we have a national footprint, but we're not licensed nationally. I should probably clarify that. We're licensed every province except Ontario. So we promote our services in every province except there. Being Calgary-based, it's, um, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, you know, we've obviously benefited from the fact that um, we've supported the Alberta business community, so they support us. You know, we... 
we've lived through the boom and bust of the oil and gas economy where it's been hard to retain employees at times and easy to get them at others and your office space costs are high or low depending on the price of oil. Uh, I mean, it's this is where my family's from, and and that's why we're here. The uh, we have good we have good government here, and uh, you know a business friendly environment. So it's it's an entrepreneurial community, and that works really well for a, a company that lives to serve entrepreneurs. You obviously deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, are in touch with a lot of entrepreneurs in the city these days. What's their mood like uh, right now? I would say it's cautiously optimistic. You know, the Conservative government's only been back in power for a short period of time. And, and I think everybody's very aware that there's not going to be an immediate miracle and turnaround in the economy here. But there's optimism that things will become more friendly for the business community under the new, uh, the new government. But it's still a, a tough slog here on a day-to-day for a lot of businesses. Um, you know, we don't have a pipeline. We have promises of a pipeline, but we don't have the pipeline. Um, we, and, and that really ties into the, the sentiment of the business community throughout Calgary and Alberta, because those of us who even are in that business are affected by that business. Mm-hmm. So everybody's hopeful that the next couple of years will bring sunshine back to the province, but it's a bit of a wait and see attitude right now. And, and obviously somewhat contingent on the, uh, the federal election in the fall. What's the best piece of advice uh, for being an entrepreneur that you've ever received? Something that's resonated and stuck with you? Really that you don't have, you're not on your own if you're an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur who are obviously trying something different and you're taking some risks and you're trying to stand out from the crowd, but that doesn't mean you can't have mentors. It doesn't mean there aren't entrepreneurs who've been down similar paths to you before, face struggles had victories, had had defeats, and, and really leveraging the experience of those who have come before you is the best thing that you can do. There, there's certain sense that certain entrepreneurs have that they're in this vacuum where it's just them against the world and engaging with the entrepreneurial community, finding mentors, finding peers, working through challenges together is probably the best chance you have at success. When you uh, look at your career as an entrepreneur and as a business person, uh, if you weren't doing what you are doing today, any thoughts of what kind of a job you you might have? You know, I admittedly probably scuba dived a little late in life (laughs) and fell in love with the underwater world when I was fresh out of university and one year into, into work. Had I learned to dive when I was a teenager, I might be a marine biologist, even though I wasn't very good at science. It, it, it's hard to say. I do love what I'm doing now, so it's hard to imagine doing anything different. But the world's changing. There's a lot of interesting opportunities and challenges out there that the world's facing. So I found my, my comfort zone, and I'm good in it. But, yeah, probably something with nature had I gotten a little more involved with that world mm. before I uh, got into the business world. You know, uh, obviously, you're quite busy, as, as all entrepreneurs and business people are these days. What do you do to to dis, uh, disconnect uh, from your business world and uh, maybe to get recharged? Hang out with my kids. Um, I, I have a pretty good uh, work-personal-life balance. It's always been very important to me. And I've got two young children and hanging out with them. It, it's hard when you get to the point that you're running a, you know, 
relatively large company to fully disconnect when you're the president. You can disconnect for moments in time, but it's hard to completely disconnect. Um, you know, I like playing hockey still. You know, I'm a beer league veteran, and I, uh, you know, I like to get away. You know, even though I might be still working because I still have my phone or my laptop with me, doing it from a beach is uh, or from Disneyland with my kids is pretty enjoyable. But I'm very family oriented, so if I'm not uh, I'm not connected to work, I'm probably uh, having a water gun fight with my kids. <laughs> What's your favorite place outside of obviously Calgary then uh, that you like to go to? You know, my wife and I traveled a lot to East Africa before we had kids. Kenya holds a special place in my heart, and Maui. You know, it's pretty hard to beat. Uh, pretty hard to beat uh, the beaches and and uh, atmosphere there. A lot of people these days obviously have a uh, bucket list, a personal bucket list. Uh, what sits atop your bucket list these days? Um, truth be told, I was very. I mean, I've been very fortunate for a lot of years, and I've had the the pleasure of traveling to most ends of the earth. I know most people's bucket lists are travel involved, and I've been from Antarctica to Africa to the Galapagos Islands, so I've checked a lot of those off. Really, right now, it's honestly about my kids and watching them grow up and seeing the world through their eyes and seeing them check things off of their bucket list, as simplistic as they may be. That's really what uh, gets me excited these days, is doing things with them. It'd be nice to miss a pass from Sidney Crosby once. Um, and there's a chance that that could happen. And sure, I'd like to have lunch with Jay-Z and see what gets him going. But those are probably not going to get checked off anytime soon. So I'm pretty simple when it comes to my desires right now. And uh, it's really mostly family-based. Now, you mentioned your kids, obviously, a lot. Um, what do you think you learned from them? Patience, um, humility. Things aren't that complicated uh, at their core. But really, just how to calm down and be a little more patient because I, I'm very accustomed in the business world to getting things done my way, and um, that doesn't work with that uh, doesn't work with a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And you can't negotiate with them that you can the same way that you can with another adult. So I've learned how to lose a little more graciously and don't begrudge don't begrudge it any time it happens. Is there any um, uh, book that you're currently reading? Uh, I'm reading A Billion Dollar Whale. And it's a story about basically the Malaysian government being taken for billions of dollars on a sovereign wealth fund. And it's, uh, you know, it's business, which I always like reading business. But it's also a very kind of interesting personal element to the story about a guy who took a government for a lot of money and spent it on partying with uh, Hollywood movie stars. So it's, it's, it's a really good read. Now, when you look back, uh, is there any book that you've read in the past that you may recommend to, uh, to entrepreneurs or business people? I think it depends on, on what you're, what you're into. I mean, Freakonomics is one of my favorite books and it's a go-to that I've read time and time again. It's an interesting read, but what I love about it is it just shows the interconnectivity between things that you don't necessarily think are connected. And once you recognize that, you start seeing that in very mother, many other aspects of life and business. Seeing that uh, pulling one lever might, might cause an effect that you didn't think was necessarily correlated. So it's obviously a well-known book and it's, it's one of my go-tos, but I've never 
been one who needs a motivational book to get up and going in the morning. Uh, I've, I've never needed a kick in the pants from a book telling me all I can be. So the traditional books that most people read, I've never really went down that path because I just have been uh, motivated enough intrinsically. We're creatures of routine in many ways. Uh, do you have a daily routine that you don't deviate from and always do? There's all, I, I'm fortunate enough that I have a lot of flexibility in my life, so there isn't any one particular routine. I mean, uh, obviously, typical work days, I like to get up and have a bit of time with my kids. That gets me energized for the day. Get to work, generally reserve some time for just BSing with my colleagues and seeing what's going on. doesn't have to always be formalized meetings. I make sure that I have a lunch meeting every single day because that's obviously very important hours in the middle of the day that can be used for work. Uh, and I like to try and do something active every single day as well. And then get home and uh, finish off a little time uh, with my kids before uh, settling down to uh, have a drink with my wife before we crash and do it all over again the next day. Okay, I'm going to present you a, a little different scenario here, so bear with me. So just imagine a small, beautiful, tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth and no internet. We're going to drop you off there with uh, no technology at all. Uh, at any time, you can use the phone booth on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. Now, how long do you think you would last there, and uh, what do you think you would be doing while you were there? I'm by, I'm, I'm by myself. Yes. Do I have? But I can use tools, and uh, I have scuba equipment available. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'd go go for a couple of dives and probably have a couple of beers. Might read a book. I last maybe a day or two, and then I'd probably want to go home and see my family. Be fine without the internet. Other than the fact that I would probably spend the last hour or two trying to remember phone numbers because nobody remembers phone numbers anymore. So I normally just touch on my wife's name and it calls her. Um, so I probably would, I, I know her number, but uh, um, that I'd probably last a day, maybe two. I try and make a point of if I'm gone for business to only be gone for a day or two. So mm. I'm not at the point where I need a lot more time than that okay. to myself. Is there anything you'd like to add, Craig, before you leave us today? I think that... Canada is at a, an inflection point. You know, I see it in business and I see it personal. There's uh, the next six months are going to be very interesting to see where things go. Certain portions of the country feel in isolation from others that have never felt that way before. I'm certainly optimistic that things, that Canada will be the Canada the world sees, you know, in the next couple of years and we can kind of get back on a unification path. Our hope is that we can help the small business community in whatever province they're in. We don't see ourselves as, as being strictly Alberta. You know, as I said, we like to help any businesses that come to us. I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic like most Albertans that things are going to get better. And hopefully people will see things for what they are and see through some of the bad things that are going on now and, and there'll be a brighter, brighter future in the near future. Okay, thanks for joining us today, Craig. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter 
Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.